All right, welcome back, everybody, to the next episode of Miracle Ear Advocates. Thank you for being with us. My name is Kyle Bierenbaum. Uh, today, we have an amazing special guest, uh, Paul Weiss, president of the Oasis Institute. You guys are really going to enjoy this one. There's a ton of great information. They have probably the, the widest range of opportunities of learning or volunteer work or helping that I think I've ever heard. So um, before we jump into it, our mission, guys, is to be a hub in the community, providing resources, advice, information to help our active agers and seniors and their families navigate topics relating to health, wealth, wellness, and relationships. So hopefully you'll leave engaged, entertained, and encouraged. Um, before we jump in, if you get value out of these guys, please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel or like and leave a comment on if you're hearing this from the podcast side that helps spread our message and grow the channel and, and, and get these messages out to everybody. So uh, without further ado, let's jump into the interview with Paul Weiss. Well, Paul, thank you for being here. Really appreciate you being on our show. Welcome to Miracle Ear Advocates. Thanks, Kyle. It's a pleasure to be here. Appreciate right. you. Appreciate the opportunity. Of course. No, it's always great to highlight community leaders and and when you're doing good work in the community, we want to be able to share it with as many people as possible. So thank you again. So for those that don't know, Paul, uh, you are the president of Oasis Institute. Okay. And so um, naturally headquartered right here in St. Louis. And, uh, but you do work all over the country. We do. So Oasis was founded in St. Louis almost 40 years ago by Marilyn Mann, who is still on our board of directors. And it, uh, Oasis was founded uh, on the notion that older adults um, could be a variety of things that we typically didn't perceive them as. They could be ongoing learners. They could be really productive, purposeful uh, members of the community post-retirement doing volunteering and have lots of impact. And by making certain choices in their lives and engaging in cognitive stimulation, movement, and civic engagement, they could age more successfully. So not just bingo games on a Thursday night? Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it, this is, we talk about successful aging, we mean it very broadly conceived. And so it was founded in St. Louis, and originally it was a partnership with the May Corporation, a St. Louis-based, uh, you know, that's the, the parent company of Macy's and a variety yeah. of department store brands. And uh, the original Oasis operated out of the community spaces in, in uh, May Company stores all over the country. We're in 29 uh, states um, in partnership with May Company. That, uh, when May sold to Federated, that dissolved the relationship. And Oasis went through a multi-year transformation. We now have centers in nine cities, full education centers, including St. Louis. Uh, they're in Syracuse, in Rochester, New York, Washington, D.C., Indianapolis, St. Louis, Albuquerque, New Mexico, San Antonio, Texas, Los Angeles, and San Diego. But we operate some iteration of our programs in 250 municipalities around the country, and we have over 700 partners. That's amazing. That is a huge undertaking to be able to have that many partners, that many locations, that many communities that you're involved in. How do you grow to be something like that? Well, I mean, the original footprint was, uh, was sort of established the growth trajectory. The partnership with the department store really made a big difference nationally. And now our partnerships are with all sorts of different organizations, other nonprofits, municipalities, uh, hospital systems. Um, for example, in St. Louis, our, our chief partner is uh, BJC Healthcare. We're a part of community benefit for the hospital system and have recently been transitioned to be part of the Department of Community Health Improvement. 
um, really focusing on uh, health outcomes and disparity reduction in health outcomes in, uh, in underserved areas of St. Louis. In uh, Washington, D.C., we're partnered with Johns Hopkins and Suburban Hospital. In uh, Syracuse, New York, we're partnered with Upstate Medical School and Hospital. And we have uh, other partnerships that are similar in our other cities. And there are many cities where we don't have centers, where our partner is simply a nonprofit that licenses our, our, uh, our, our content. Uh, or we have school district relationships for intergenerational tutoring. So lots of different partners and lots of different models for delivering uh, successful aging programs. That's phenomenal. And those organically come about or, I mean, you have staff that... I like to think we execute a strategy, but, you know, there, there is the tyranny of opportunity. Um, you sure. Know, things grow organically. And, uh, and I think uh, our overarching theme is that we want to stay on mission. So we have this three-column approach to successful aging, lifelong learning, cognitive stimulation, very broadly conceived. And that's what happens at our nine city education centers, um, health, uh, promotion and in promoting active lifestyles through evidence-based health programs, evidence-informed programs, and exercise that's very different from what you get in the commercial fitness industry. Mm -hmm. And then purposeful volunteering is the third column. And the biggest iteration of that is our intergenerational literacy tutoring program. We're in almost 700 elementary schools uh, all around the country. We're in 25 uh, school districts in St. Louis, and we've expanded to rural Missouri with a big presence in multiple counties in central and northern Missouri. So it's been a, uh, th that's been a great journey for us in Missouri to grow the tutoring program. And overlaying that is technology literacy. We do a lot of work now across all of our categories in technology literacy education for older adults, because in 2021, and older adults can easily be alienated by technology. Definitely. I know there, there's some people just within our organization that know you through that those technology programs but you guys have so much more than just that you yes. know you, just lay, you laid it out there um one of the questions i had for you is how do you even come up with some of those types of classes that you guys have well i mean i've, I've been with oasis this is i'm going into my fifth year now so obviously there are 35 years of program development that preceded me um and it started with approaching lifelong learning in a very serious way that you know, we would get instructors to work on a, a wide variety of topics from arts and humanities to technology literacy, of course, but science, uh, history, in, in, and we talk about art history, film, current events, politics, um, and we do some creative arts and some performance. Uh, there are ways of centers that have orchestras and bands and tap dancing uh, troops and all sorts of different performative arts. The notion is that you're never too old to learn and move in, in innovative ways. And these are all interactive experiences. Um, even our virtual center that we launched during the pandemic is entirely live. We don't record our content. It's interactive with the instructor. We have a host. You ask questions. Uh, so it's our, our notion is that people that socially connect and that learn age slower and age better. I totally believe that, you know, the, the, the uh, really the science, I guess, behind making sure that your brain is stimulated continues to, to keep you, you know, young and healthy. Yes, we have some programs that are specifically geared around brain health, both uh, developed within Oasis and with partners. And all of those programs are built upon the notion that there are, there's a lot of evidence behind um, stimulation, physical and cognitive being part of forestalling cognitive decline. 
Mm -hmm. That's something that's near and dear to our heart here at Miracle here with hearing health. Of course. Mm -hmm. Yep, the cognitive uh, association between making sure your brain exercises and and hearing health is is so closely linked. Yeah, I mean, and this is all, it's all of a type of avoiding isolation. Social isolation is one of the, the most difficult things for older adults is the footprint of their lives shrink with retirement, with uh, some fear of being outside, with, with changes in how one addresses transportation, I, social isolation becomes a tremendous risk. And so we try to provide this multivariate approach to engaging people and keeping them from being isolated from each other, from ideas, from activities, from learning and from purpose. Mm-hmm. Very good. So before we jumped on, you were telling me a little bit about your dad. Is that part of that experience bring you to be so passionate about what you're doing with Oasis? It certainly does. I mean, I, I left St. Louis. I was uh, I was raised in St. Louis. I left um, after graduate school and was gone from St. Louis for 25 years. I lived in Northern California for almost a decade, New York City for 12 years, Pennsylvania for a few years. And as my parents aged, I realized that I needed to move back here to support them. And a portion of my work, especially in New York, had been in older adulthood, working with New York City Department for the Aging to develop uh, evidence-based programs that were lay-led. We trained volunteer seniors to work with other seniors in uh, various elements of wellness. And when I discovered, I was looking for a job to move back to St. Louis, I discovered Oasis. I did not know Oasis. I had been out of St. Louis for many years and I'd never come across Oasis despite working in aging in New York, where ironically, Oasis has an intergenerational tutoring program, but I had never come across it in the 12 years I was in Manhattan. And uh, it felt like kismet because the timing of moving back to care for parents who are uh, in their early 80s and early 90s was a, uh, the timing was really right. It was an area I was interested in personally. I've been interested professionally in older adults, particularly purposeful volunteering and peer education. I love the intergenerational tutoring model. I, my PhD is in education. I was actually working at, a, at an international secondary boarding school before moving back to, uh, to St. Louis. So an element of Oasis that has a youth focus, in addition to being a, a successful aging company, was fascinating to me. So it, yeah. it sort of hit on every note of where I was interested professionally. It's almost like your steps along the way as you look back from your career was just building to this kind of perfect blend. Uh, I describe to people on a regular basis that I have force gumped my way through my career and that I've been very lucky to, to continually do things I'm very passionate about yeah. and that uh, build upon the prior thing I was doing. Uh, so my career doesn't make a lot of sense unless you consider the career path of Forrest Gump and then it makes perfect sense. <laughs> That's such a funny analogy. I think it makes sense, though. You know, you just follow your passions and your passions grow as you as you age and your experiences change. Similar to what you're what probably most people that participate in the Oasis Institute, your passions grow and change. There's always new information to learn. You know, people want to people are naturally curious. So here's an avenue for you to continue to stay curious and kind of satisfy those uh, those desires. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and if you look at demographics, aging Americans are increasing as a percentage of our population every year. Um, we're looking at, uh, at, for the first time in 2025, adults over 65 will outnumber um, uh, young people under 18. 
And that is going to continue to expand as healthcare advances and as uh, lifestyle choices change, people are simply living longer. With longevity comes an increasing need to focus on successful aging and how older adults can be civically engaged and, and live these very purposeful lives in their communities. Sure. Uh, you know, as, as one ages, right, you need to be able to continue to stay, uh, I guess, purposeful, you know, and so com completely love what you guys are doing. So uh, one of the things that I wanted to, to, to get into, and we talked a little bit about this, but um, the, the wide range of classes that, that you have, you have, like you just said, adults are aging into, more adults are aging into this demographic. So I can imagine uh, the types of things that people are interested in are broad, but have also completely changed over time. You know, as, as, as boomers age in, you're gonna have a different interest and skill set. So how do you stay on top of that? And I mean, a lot of it is you, you listen to your audience. So we do a lot of surveying. We do, do a lot of, we, get a, we survey every class. We do a giant annual survey that covers our entire national footprint. We get a great response to it. Um, almost 40% of people surveyed respond to our survey. So we get a really good cross-section of our demographic. And older adults tend to vote with their feet. But we also recruit older adult instructors. So, you know, over the last uh, 39 years of OASIS, what we talk about when we do music or film or politics has reflected the progression of the older adult. A seven-year-old at Oasis in 1985 is very different than a seven-year-old at Oasis in 2021 mm -hmm. in terms of their experience and what they consider the history that most interests them. Uh, I think the in renewed focus on uh, and the growing focus on technology literacy is a sign of that you know we all know the technology is far more ubiquitous in our lives with the rise of the smartphone than it has ever been and if you don't master those skills you will be challenged we know that cybercrime is a big issue we really focus on cybercrime scam and fraud prevention because older adults are most likely to be targeted mm -hmm. so where our focus is tends to evolve with what the challenges are that are facing older adults and I would say 30 years ago, our health programs might be focused more, more on smoking cessation. But now that there are fewer people of our age focus that were lifetime smokers, we now focus more on fall prevention, on healthy habits in terms of eating, and on getting people to understand what sort of exercise is best for them as they age and increases functional ability. That's amazing. You know, are you seeing more and more adults stay independent longer through working with your programs? Um, you know, I don't know if we're the cause or if we're just part of that lifestyle. I mean, yeah. my mission is that any adult who is doing the three key elements of successful aging, they're doing things that cognitively stimulate, they're being physically active, and they're finding purpose and social connection. If they're doing those three things that are going to age better. And I think there are more opportunities for older adults now than there were in the past, but not enough. Sure. Um, you know, uh, one of the one of the things we think about all the time at Oasis is where can older adults be deploy be deployed as a social solution? I mean, for example, during COVID nineteen, St. Louis County was uh, harnessing volunteers to make uh, phone calls to uh, people that had not yet registered for the vaccine. Well, we have an army of two thousand plus volunteers in St. Louis. And we uh, we deployed that 
those volunteers with the county to make vaccine calls. We're making 300 or so very involved calls every single week to, uh, to a lot of mostly older adults, but not entirely, mostly North County, but not entirely uh, people, people, families who had not registered for the vaccine. And we were talking them through, especially people with low digital skills, how to register online and how to get access to the vaccine. So you don't necessarily think of older adults as an army of public health warriors getting people to take a vaccine, but that's exactly who we, we deployed. It was phone-based. We didn't put anybody at risk. We created scripts. We made them all into experts, and they got people vaccinated. Um, you know, that sort of deploying of an older adult as a solution to a social or health problem, that's, that's the kind of stuff that makes us excited. I love that. You know, people people want to continue to create. Well, you know, as humans, we crave connection and interaction. What better way to do that uh, in a pandemic than on the phone, right? Absolutely. And then helping to to spread awareness about something that's good. And thematically, that's what we did during the pandemic. We we've uh, we had to pivot because all of our activities, so lifelong yeah. learning, exercise, and 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 tutoring and other forms of volunteering are in person. Mm -hmm. So we launched a virtual center called Oasis Everywhere. Um, we're pretty convinced now that we're going to be dual venue forever. We've had uh, we have thousands and thousands of classes that have been taken there now by thousands of, of enrollees. And Just it, another way to reach people, right? Exactly, and mm -hmm. and reach people regardless of zip code. You know, with in-person classes, we were constrained to offering classes to older adults who are in the cities where we had education centers mm -hmm. or, or a partner. And right now, if anyone can go onto Oasis Everywhere and enroll in classes from anywhere in the United States. And uh, that's been a bit of a revelation for us in terms of reach. And uh, we think it's a place we're going to focus. Sure. I mean, obviously, that was about opportunity. It meets, you know, demand, right, because of the pandemic. But was that a place you were trying to go prior? Yes. Did it focus on yet? Cal, it's exactly the right question. We, we've been trying for five years, uh, actually prior to my arrival at Oasis, to do live streaming from each of our education centers. So one, one of the, the thesis for that was that we have unique, high-quality educational programs offered in each of our center cities where we have an education center, but they're all live and in person. So how do we get all of our centers to benefit from the best programs at each of our centers? So we've done a lot of uh, experimenting with live, live streaming and Prior to the pandemic, we were searching for a funder to help us launch a virtual live streaming platform. The pandemic hit and, uh, you know, my senior staff, we all looked at each other and said, well, I guess we're doing this funder or not. Yeah. And, uh, and we made uh, several strategic investments during a time where it was really hard to make a strategic investment to uh, to launch this, uh, this virtual center. We launched in June with a soft launch, sort of a, a hard launch in September. And we had to deploy all the things we're good at, which we had a lot of good content. We had to train instructors to uh, to use Zoom and find a way to do that's, it. That's the key, though. It's good content. People will flock to when you to something that is well put on. You know, of course, yeah. If your content is good, you will build an audience. But also, our audience is older adults, so we had to take our technology literacy expertise and train older adults how to use Zoom, how to find a Zoom link that was sent to you that ended up in your spam folder. We had to- So how do you do that to somebody who needs the help? Maybe they're not finding that spam link to- Well, so we, we created links. We created links to videos, obviously, that were on our website. So yeah. we, you would go there and the first thing you would see is a video telling you how to use Zoom. 
Perfect. And, and uh, so you, you, instead of having to learn over Zoom, you could click a video and learn over a single click YouTube video. And we have a YouTube channel that hosts those videos. Oh, perfect. But we also set up a phone based and email based customer help desk. And so, you know, we had uh, some staff and volunteers answering customer questions. We found out several things, one of which is that you have to you have to be comfortable repeating an instruction for an older adult or until they master that skill if they're new to, to, to digital engagement. But the other is that they will master the skill when we bring in a new audience, like we bring in a new partner, uh, the South Florida Institute on Aging, we brought in as a partner to, to be Oasis Everywhere uh, participants. There was a, a, a big uh, crescendo of, of help desk usage, but over time, they mastered the skills and that quieted down and we can move on to the next audience. So there's several myths about older adults, one of which is that they can't learn technology. And I think all of us that have tried to help their mom with a smartphone probably feels that way, but it's uh, it's not true. There's a way to teach older adults, we're good at it, and they can master the skills. I imagine it's just patience and then finding out the best way that folks learn, right? I mean, exactly. it's no different than teaching anybody. Yeah, everybody has a different learning style yeah. to figure it out. For sure. So uh, with that with that said, you had mentioned a couple of times uh, successfully aging, and there were three keys. And I had read on your site that that all is stemming from the MacArthur Foundation study. Mm -hmm. I'd like you to talk about that a little bit and how that study came about, how they keyed in on those three things, and then how that's transformed kind of the mission behind what you got sure. There's been a lot of research in this area around what are the components of successful aging. And the, the, every, every, um, every piece of research has shown that it isn't a single variable. It is the constellation of variables. And so it is, it is physical, it is cognitive, and it is emotional. And that you need to, you need to have stimulation that addresses all three of those, uh, of those uh, sort of one-third parts of, of being a, a, a functional human adult to, uh, to age well. And the cognitive stimulation piece is you need to meet someone where they are and give them opportunities to learn and engage and think. Uh, and and, and it's, uh, I think it's not as simple as move it or lose it. Sure. It's, it's related to mood. It's related to confidence, all of which can be limiters if you're not a constant learner. I love what you said, though, about meeting people where they're at. You know, that is the really key to, 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 to progress, you know, find out exactly what their pain points are to, and then be able to, to add solutions in to, to that specific person. A great example of that is that's a key part of our health programming. So we don't confront people with exercise that's intimidating to them. We have a program called Exerstart that's Oasis designed for the sedentary adult to just start moving and being physically active for the first time in a long time. We do uh, fall prevention in some really, uh, in, in some evidence-based and engaging ways. Our most popular health program is a fall prevention program called uh, Tai Chi for arthritis and fall prevention. Wow. Where we use a particularly formulated version of Tai Chi to teach people better balance, to avoid falls, and to help them deal with, with joint pain. And that's uh, usually as a waiting list online and in person. And it's been a very, uh, it's been a class that's been very well consumed in, in part because it meets older adults where they're at. Um, and we, we had a board member say, oh, my mother was telling me she was in a Kung Fu class, but I guess that was the Tai Chi class. And I thought she can call it whatever she wants. If she feels like a ninja and she's moving, I'm happy. 
That's the best. They dress up as a ninja for Halloween with the grandkids. Exactly. <laughs> That's phenomenal. So what other types of programs in, uh, I mean, where you're meeting people where you're at, like the fall prevention? Um, I guess let me just rephrase it. What are other most popular? Well, so the most popular things we do are in terms of the enrollment rate are really lifelong learning classes. We see that through our, uh, our virtual center and our centers all over the country every day. We engage people in this huge catalog of, of classes over all these different topics. So one of the things we know is not everybody's going to be interested in everything, but we really need to have something for everyone. And so if we want to engage people cognitively in lifelong learning, we have to present topics that are interested in learning. So we do everything from film study to different cadres of music to, uh, to, to in the history classes we offer are very broad and cover many eras and many topics. We do a lot of biography. And in, even our, on Oasis Everywhere, our big classes over the last several months have included an interview um, with one of our, uh, our senior staff and Diane Rehm about uh, about death and dying and her recent book and she was a beloved uh public radio uh, public television uh personality mm -hmm. and i think having her on talking about uh her book in which she discussed the death of her husband was really meaningful to our audience because she was a voice they were used to and because the topic end of life was so meaningful to them uh, we also had one of the scientists who who developed and was managing the Mars Rover project come in to talk about exploration of Mars. And, you know, it's only an oasis you have in the same uh, two-week period, Diane Rehm talking about end of life and a scientist from NASA talking about the Mars Rover. And, you know, and that's... Some of these I think I want to sign up for. Yeah, we, when, when people see our catalog, one of the things they say is, oh, my God, I want to take all these classes. And this is guys, you know, my age and younger. But you can't because that's exactly offered, what we said. Yeah, they're offered between ten and three every day, and you're working, so you have to wait till you retire, or you have to, you know, sneak into a room at work and watch it on a smartphone, which we do. Which you, we're perfectly happy to have you do. We don't discriminate by age. We just don't want you to get fired. Well, I appreciate it. Meet me where I'm at, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's amazing. Um, gosh, you you said something that that uh, had piqued my interest. Um, now it's escaping me, Paul. Why don't we, why don't we jump to, uh, one of the, I had a question too. So you, oh, here, here's what it was. So you talked about some, uh, and basically an influencer that, that, that was a voice to the community. They, they recognize her and, and, and had seen her in the past. Are you guys utilizing something like that more and more as far as, as, um, I don't know, like, I guess celebrity guests, let's say or people uh, from just from an influencer standpoint, or has that always been your MO? Um, you know, most of our instructors are really lay leaders. They're, they're not celebrities. They're, they're people who are really content area experts that have a lot to share. <clears throat> We're certainly open to having, uh, to having real personalities engage with our audience. And when we've had a chance to do that, it's been very successful. Um, my my sense is, you know, we're we're not the flashy uh, channel through which a celebrity wants to get attention, but I think that's a mistake. I think we should be. I mean, I think we forget because Nielsen mostly looks at adults in our age range, but there's this huge demographic of curious older adults who have money, time, and are interested. Sure. And I think getting us getting an audience of uh, 
uh, of older adults has some real meaning. Well, I think you're nailing the head there when you talk about, you know, boomers aging and they have the most disposable income as a demographic. So as you know, if you, I think of it from maybe a marketer standpoint, I mean, that's a great demographic if you have something that meets their needs and, and you know, something they're interested in. So why not? And, and if you also, if, if you want to really engage with an audience, we have a really experienced, educated, diverse, um, interested audience. So, you know, if you want to do more than just put on a show, you want to have an experience, teach yeah. at Oasis. It's, it is a it is a non-trivial group of older adults who engage with the presenter. Sure. Well, I think you you have the best of, of many worlds there. You have curiosity and you have experience behind that. So you get thoughtful questions, you know, different experiences that can relate in different ways that you may not have thought of before. You know, I can just imagine the eclectic questions that that a presenter gets in the class. Yeah, I've, I, I teach a little bit on Oasis Everywhere, and I'm always fascinated by the the breadth of, of personality who shows up at one of my classes, uh, geographically where they're from, and the questions and commentary they have, and where it's often unexpected, where what I've taught has dovetailed with their lives in ways that I didn't anticipate. Sure, that's probably what keeps you coming back. Exactly. What, so what are you teaching? Um, the class I've taught most often is uh, implicit and explicit age bias and, uh, and ageism. And it's actually a class I designed originally to teach uh, at Washington University's law school as part of uh, Professor Kimberly Norwood has a, uh, a bias, an explicit and implicit bias in the law. And I do the section on ageism and implicit and explicit age bias. I've altered the course of it to be offered to older adults as a way to understand uh, the effect of explicit and implicit age bias on aging and uh, and really frame the issue around a bunch of different things around media around uh, around work life even around the amplification of age bias by other forms of bias uh, for example age bias is amplified by race age bias is amplified by gender and to really explore those topics with our audience those are some deep topics indeed we're we don't mess around. No kidding. Well, you mentioned one of them already when you were talking when we were talking about influencers, you know, and, and the willingness to want to to come to an audience like yours. And that's right in kind of the wheelhouse of what you teach, right? Yeah, and there, I think I think there is, you know, one of the, the themes at Oasis is we wanted to spell the notion of what it means to be an older adult. This notion of this calcified, not learning, not moving anymore senior citizen. That's not the older adult in America, and it's not the Oasis older adult. Sure. This, this is uh, aging. When one retires and what getting old really means is different now than it was 30 years ago. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. You can find our podcast at freemiracletest.com. You can also find them at youtube.com slash miracleearmidwest or most places that you consume your podcast. We'd love it if you guys would like and subscribe. Leave a comment down down below in the comments section that really helps us grow our channel uh, go ahead and visit our facebook pages at greater st louis greater kansas city greater ozarks and mid missouri be grateful for you guys to like and share these episodes